the most official pup date of all time, everybody. And they called it puppy love. I'm not going to get in the way because Lucy, I'm a huge fan, but Lucy is the absolute biggest fan of this delightful human being we're about to talk to. She's just the most inspiring woman on the planet and I love her. Uh, it is. This, I do. I do. Uh, well, it's very mutual, you guys. <laughs> it is the CEO of Guide Dogs Victoria. She's also just one of the most powerful, incredibly inspiring, big-hearted women on the planet, Karen Hayes. Karen, so lovely to talk to Hi, you again. Hi, Hello. It's so lovely to talk to you as well. No, oh, On we're... the other side, we're in freedom now. I know. <laughs> How good is that? Now, I'm always too excited to ask any questions, and Lucy and, and yourself, Karen, have a massive announcement, but very mm. quickly, how are the puppies? The dogs are going great. Well, of course, puppies and dogs don't know anything about COVID, so they no. still go on and do their stuff. That's right. So they're all going very well, and thanks to a fantastic initiative that you guys started, yeah. we're getting our dogs trained, we're getting our people trained. So look what you started. Well, it's been amazing. This is what we want to talk about. Now, a little while ago, there was that massive hoo-ha when people were using the name Karen to be derogatory right. to people, and we had you on air doing this great video that had gone viral saying not all Karens, there's so many great Karens. It went viral. We talked to you on air. It was wonderful. And afterwards, we got a phone call um, later on in the day from a light listener who said, listen, we're just wondering, could we help our guide dogs, Victoria? She goes, my husband is one of the guys who runs the Melbourne Convention Exhibition Centre. And she said, maybe we could use this to train the guide dogs because COVID lockdown was happening. And we were like, wow, that's a huge offer. So we connected the light listener with your guys at Guide Dogs Victoria. But that's all I know. That's what happened. That's how I left it. Because I said, if you guys want to work that out together, go for it. But Karen, what actually ended up happening after that connection? Well, it was an amazing connection. And we have to say a huge thank you to your listener. Her husband, Jason, is the operations uh, general manager at Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. So I contacted him that day and he was just so welcoming of the opportunity. He then um, discussed that with his executive team, including Peter King, who's the CEO of Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. And we've done some work with that, with that team before. And they were just so excited at the opportunity. They just, you know, they were very welcoming of it and just really, really wanted to make it work and really fast-track the whole process of having us use Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre because it was closed to the public at the time. Mm. And just to remind you of what the challenge was that we had, we had 110 dogs waiting to be assessed and then go on to their training and we couldn't go into the community and train them because of the restrictions. Mm. So what NSEC provided us with was an environment that really has escalators, it has a little coffee shop, it has stairs, it has, you know, darker areas that we can practice for nighttime work and, and that sort of thing. And it's quiet. What was fantastic and what our trainers and our clients talked to us about was it was just uninterrupted. So you were in the normal city environment where, you know, there's lots of distractions and lots of people and, and lots of considerations that you have to take into account when you're doing the training. So it was really the absolutely perfect environment for us to be able to continue to train our dogs. And we had a backlog at the time of about 50 people waiting to be matched with dogs and and be trained. And so we've made a really, really great headway Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, reducing those waiting times for people who are blind and have low vision who have been waiting to be matched with their guide dogs so they can get on and enjoy the freedom and independence that we can now have post-COVID state. 
I just love this. It's all just so perfect. I mean, the fact that a light listener heard, had this great, crazy idea, said my husband is the operations manager, you guys got onto it. Now, here we are a couple of months later and you've been able to train your dogs. And and I thought, like, when I heard that, I just was like, oh, that's what the power of radio is. I was so pumped. I, I love the guide dogs. I obviously love the light. I was just excited. But then we got a message saying that you guys at the guide dogs wanted to do something Wait. to thank the light family. Now, tell us a little bit we about do. that. How? What are you going to We are so grateful to you and your listeners for everything that you do, but particularly for opening up this opportunity. So what we'd like to do is provide you with a beautiful puppy for your listeners to name. So (gasps) in honour of what you've done, a very, very special puppy that will be born in the very first litter of 2021 to name that puppy. Now, this is a very special opportunity because it's normally just given to people who are major sponsors of our dog and that sort of thing so it is a very special opportunity and what we'll do is we'll name the puppy for the person who wins the competition and then we will give you regular pup dates on how this beautiful puppy is going on its journey to becoming a wonderful guide dog. Oh, we're going to have a... We're having a baby! Oh, we're having a baby! So we get to name, literally, the light puppy. It'll be born next year. Then we will follow its journey. Kel and I, I'm sure, we will be able to meet it at one point. We'll get photos. We'll find out all about it. We're going to open up the text line for people to start sending ideas through. But are there any any sort of, like, parameters around it? Like, should the names be short or do they need to be one syllable, two? syllable? Great question. Each litter follows a letter of alphabet. So we have the A litter, the B litter. So we have to start getting pretty creative when we're at the Q, X and Z litters. So (laughs) no two working guide dogs have the same name. And we have somebody at Guide Dogs Victoria who monitors all of the names of all of the dogs that are out there. So while there's a working guide dog is still in play, there is no dog that's ever named the same name. So the names should need to be easy to pronounce. They need to be short, catchy, and obviously something, you know, my beautiful dog, as you know, you've both met yeah. gorgeous Willow. Yes. So that's a beautiful, easy name to say, easy for people to introduce. So, yeah, it's a very special opportunity. Okay, so like Professor Boffington Third is probably not <laughs> like the name we're going on. bit, Matt. You might call him Bob. Thank you so much, Karen. Thanks to the, the beautiful people at God Dogs. What an honour that we as a station are going to get to name a puppy. What we're going to do is we're going to run this over the next week. Mm-hmm. Every single day on the show, we're going to be getting people to call in with ideas. We'll collate the old ideas. We'll get it down to a final five. The listeners can vote and then we'll submit that to Guide Dogs for the baby to be born next year. The puppy, Uh not the baby, the puppy. (laughs) First litter for 2021 is to be born. We wish you all the very best for the year ahead and for Christmas and the wonderful festive season we're going into. We are so proud of Guide Dogs Victoria and everything they do for the community as well. So God bless you. Very exciting. We'll collect ourselves loose and we'll give you actual pup dates across the next week or so and you could be naming the light's very own guide dog yeah that's amazing you can start sending them through if you're excited on 0428 899 899